saw you. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Friday, August 18th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Friday to you. We're coming to you from the Kentucky State Fair, also known as the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios, taking the studios on the road this week. We're over here at the State Fair, Pillar C15 in the South Wing. If you're out at the State Fair, stop by and see us. We've got some goodies for you. Uh, we got Planko going on again. we got uh, some beautiful faces around here. It's going to be a fantastic afternoon. Reminder again, you hear us talk about the UofL College of Business MBA program, but how about the chance to take accounting to a whole new level with UofL's Master in Accounting in Analytics. In-depth data analytics courses allow you to achieve a new mastery of accounting in this AACSB accredited program. 11-month competitive internship opportunities and full access to the Becker CPA exam review prepare you to graduate career ready in just 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu backslash MSAA to learn more. We're on the air from 3 to 5 today here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here on a feel-good Friday. Trevor Kelsey back at the studios in Jeffersonville. Trevor Kelsey, a man who is dying for full access to the Becker CPA exam review so he can get ready to graduate career ready. That's what he's been saying for years. TK, how are you, my man? If I can pass that, I can beat uh, Patrick Score in the ACT, I think, right? No. No. That's not happening. <laughs> can I get a calculator? It's not, yeah, we, we don't give it a calculator. We have a full what? Still three weeks to go until you take the ACT on September 9th. We've got time for somebody to hook you up with a TI-89 or at least like one of those calculators that you would get in a cereal box i don't you can really you can relate to this because you have a, a deep love for the movie as well but when you just call it when you mentioned like cpa i think christy alley and uh, look who's talking that's <laughs> yes. where my mind goes <laughs> i'm good with that I mean, uh, I mean, you, now that i said it you're never going to get past it are you i'm not that's, yeah. that's exactly it that's, how'd you meet dad we would you do my taxes uh, we want to hear from you today. It's Friday. It's your last chance to get these thoughts out before the week ends. Text us on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Our reminder, Thornton's will give you the best deals all summer long. If you want to take advantage, there's only one way to do it. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. Become a Refreshing Rewards member today. Very easy to do. Go to your app store on your phone. Search Thornton's. Download that bad boy. It's going to save you money at the pump every time you need to fuel up. It's going to save you money inside anytime you want a tasty Thornton's treat. Once you're done with all of that, text us on the Thornton's text line at 
1450. TK, happy Friday to you. Football is here. I feel like one of my favorite things about the summer is there's like no, at least 22 times where you're like, football is back. You say it when the first practice happens. You say it when you know, the Hall of Fame game happens for the NFL preseason. You say it like all the time. The first open practice, the first whatever. Football is always back. Today is another one of those days because we have actual Kentucky high school football games happening tonight. Friday night football is back. I'm excited about it. You can smell it in the air. How are you, TK, on this Friday? How was your Thursday night, buddy? Uh, Thursday was it was slow. I did uh, we did the bats game. Bats came back in in a second uh, extra inning game against Iowa. This this road trip did win this one though. Uh, so the bats got off the uh, the bad mark and got a win last night. Nice. Uh, so and then with getting all the high school stuff ready, I didn't get home too late. So didn't didn't actually get to watch a lot. Just went home and actually watched AEW and then went to bed. It was kind of a kind of a slow TV night for the uh, in the Kelsey Manor, but. Short of that, it was it was a good night. Bats won. I didn't really break a sweat working, so all in all, can't <laughs> complain. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, because yeah, you didn't get a chance to watch wrestling on Wednesday, so that, I was I was doing the, the wheels were turning in my mind. I was like, it is Friday, isn't it? And I, I, then I forgot you didn't get a chance to watch AEW on Wednesday. Damn, damn DVR box, just just the death of me. I swear. Yeah, it is what it is. I, I, I love coming to the State Fair because there's always something that happens if you walk around for more than 30 seconds that you can talk about on air. So I, I, I kind of I, I weaseled my way back in the same parking spot today because the same guy was there. And he's like, brother, the, the media lot's over here on the, 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 the purple side. And I'm like, well, I was like, I think I talked to you yesterday. And I'm like, you, aren't you the guy who said I could give you 10 bucks on the way out? And he's like, oh, hell, get in there, get in there. I was like, yeah, I'm back in. I'm, I'm two days here. I don't know all my friends. I know all the places here. But then I'm walking in. and I, I do. In the high places here at the State Fair. I, I'm walking past the, the outside tent that has the Cinderella keychain that I spent like 75 bucks on yesterday for, for Virginia to bring her home something. It was actually like 10 bucks, but still. And I, I hear some people are asking questions about one of the toys of this tent. And they're like, the one that makes the noise like what, what noise does that and the, the guy who's working is like this one he's like this one's kind of like pee -pee, pee -pee, pee -pee, pee -pee. and I was like can you just not press the toy to, to make to make the noise for them do you have to do you have to imitate it this is true salesmanship right here happening at the Kentucky State Fair it was great it was a, it was a fantastic moment I never went that extra effort when I worked at Toys R Us I promise you that <laughs> I can see you doing that and being like you know, we just want you to like press the, the, the doll's arm to see what noise it makes. No, 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 no. I'll do you one better. Let me imitate it. I uh, love you. <laughs> Peppa says. Yeah, it was it was very much that vibe. It's also like I you know I walked in. A lot of the same vendors are back here today. People are more aggressive on a Friday. I, 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 there was a lot of like people just like kind of reaching out to me, call me brother. Like, hey brother, do you have time to? I was like. Stop calling me brother, please. But there's just a, there's an aggressive tone here. Stay fair. It's Friday. People are excited. People want to make that money, I guess. Now, did you go walking through the midway, like like where my, my favorite memories are, where the games and the candies and stuff are? Did you, did you do that last night? or? I didn't. Okay. I, I stayed here in the South Wing. I did, I did circulate the entire South Wing to see if I could find something good for the kids and ended up going to the little tent outside. Uh, but yeah, I, I stayed over here in our little area for for yesterday. Now you're nowhere near where the, the Budweiser tent is, right? Where my wild stomping grounds with my my pound whip is. Are you? I'm not. But there are a number of like Bud Light, Budweiser vendors inside. Yeah, but I'm talking about the main one right by, like right where the entrance to Kingdom is. 
No, that's okay. we're, 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 we're yeah, we're beyond. I, that. I don't have a map, you know, and I can't do it. I can't. I, I'm lucky to get from here to my own house without GPS till these days. So. I know, Sam. I'm Sam. Yeah, right. I'm horrible directions. So, I was because I knew there was a building right behind us where we were. I just that's why I'm just not remembering exactly where you are. You're closer to where like the main entrance area, right? Like near where the big guy, tall guy is. Kind of. Okay. We're, we're we're before that, but yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Pa- painting quite the picture here. On you project. are. Well, I want people to be able to find you. And find oh, the big guy. And find the Budweiser tent. All three of them. We're playing Pinko over here. The Plinko's happening. It's always the most exciting moment at the tent. We're going to see what happens. You can win two tickets to Connecticut Kingdom. Oh, a near miss. So close. It's all the excitement. It's happening here on a Friday. Um... <coughs> As I cough into the mic, my apologies. Uh, but we do have, uh, you know, your Wagner Wildcats are not playing tonight, but there is high school football tonight. we got that to talk about. We've got yeah, a Tyler Johnson. Airwaves. Say what? On these airwaves, say next tonight. Go ahead and plug it. Yeah, Hit it right now. 635 pregame, my man. Spears with no beers tonight. That's only at noon. Uh, him and my man Tony Burch, both class of 1981. We bring in the, the Tiger. The X going to give it to you tonight, and they're going to get it to Floyd Central at 7 o'clock kickoff, 635 pregame. And we have, is it, what, what station is it, 970 that's going to have Trinity versus Bryan Station? I, I believe, believe so, and 94.7 or not, 900 is the bat. So if you're looking to tune in here, Nick Kern tonight, uh, 738 pregame, 808 uh, first pitch, they will be on 900 a And we also have, well, I know Scoots is... Silver Creek tonight, Scoots my Silver boys. Creek, and I want to say it's 94.7, I think, is the, the dial. We have too many dials. Which is why we have a short show today. We go, yes. We're out at 5 because the uh, the high school football needs some of the equipment. So we're, we're good. We're going to have some, I think, OVW guests at 4 o'clock. That'll All be right. fun. Al Snow and company will join. We'll talk a little wrestling. Know, That'll jealous. be great. I couldn't get to come to hang out with Al. I mean, that's my I, man. I know. I mean, I got to Pat, watch. Pat, we got Patrick Ryan just no showing us here. Apparently, Al Snow was uh, the season finale of Dark Side of the Ring. He was all over that on the Marty Jannetty one. He was interviewed multiple times during it. It was actually very entertaining. I would love to talk to him about it. Probably well, we off still, the air than on the air. You still can. Well, I mean, so, we, well, the stories maybe, maybe, but I can ask him on the air. You're right. Well, we might have stuck. Who's to say I have a filter? We got headphones here. It's, it's fine. It's going to work out. So we got the Tyler Johnson update. We'll have OVW talk. I've got a football question for you and the people that I want to get to. I also want to hear, I mean, I, let's be real. The biggest story here locally, and I know that we're exactly two weeks away from kickoff. God, imagine how excited we're going to be two weeks from right now, TK. Imagine it. I, I, I can't not imagine it. Not imagine it. That I'm, makes sense. I, I, I'm, yes, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> sort of. Two weeks from today, we will be talking all football. It's going to be all Georgia Tech preview as we count down the hours until kickoff in Atlanta. But today, I mean, the biggest story locally is certainly not sports-related. I think it's the, the the take two, JCPS first day, how it all went. I am curious because when you know when we had the, the original first day last week, our text line was flooded with people sharing stories about what went wrong or, or you know what didn't go wrong, and just everyone had an opinion. It was one of the, the most engaging days we've had recently people everyone had a thought to share and i'm curious if yeah, i've seen some stories floating around today i know the high schools didn't go back but i do want to hear if our listeners had the same issues today or if it was a little bit better today so uh, we'll, we'll get to that on thornton sex line at 502-414-1450 the plinko excitement if you can't tell it's just it's, it's sky high over here I, I can't i don't blame them I'd, I'd be playing that every break i will say this is for someone who lives right next to a middle school i left my house at 225 
and there was absolutely no traffic. I mean, I didn't see anybody. I, I, I don't know. Did middle school not have in session today? Middle school, I believe, was. I think elementary and middle schools were back. And they must have got out early at Westport because it, it looked like it was empty. It was completely empty when I drove by at 225. Well, there's one update. The Trevor Kelsey update. <laughs> Maybe they took the Trevor Kelsey philosophy and left it before the last period. <laughs> Could be. Uh, let's start with... We have an update. Speaking of JCPS buses, I think that's why we've got Tyler Johnson news. He's been been riding around for the last week and a half, just waiting for somebody to drop off a question. We got a winner over here. It's all happening. It's all, sorry, I get I get taken in by the plinko man. So our, our 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 philosophy that Tyler Johnson's been stuck on the back of a JCPS bus this entire time is true. It's kind of starting to add up. <laughs> it, it feels like the you, you connect the dots. There's a clear indication that JCPS is related to Tyler Johnson, but. There are, I think, two big pieces of news when it comes to Tyler Johnson. And the first one, it sounds like it's cause for celebration, and the second one brings you back down to earth a little bit. The first one is, is, is good news. Tyler Johnson's officially enrolled at the University of Louisville as of today. It happened. He, he's, he, he, he's not here. He, he's enrolled. He's here in theory. In name, he is a, he's a U of L student, which is good news because I believe the last day to enroll is actually on Monday, so that's good. When's I say you can unenroll, like like what happened to us before? Well, I mean, I think you can do that whenever. No, never mind. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> the the issue, and again, this is one of those deals that has been very hard to get clarity. You talk to three people, they have three different stories, but it, it certainly sounds to me like Tyler Johnson, though he is enrolled at U of L has not been approved to play by the NCAA. And the only hope that he has of seeing the court this year, UofL has applied for a full season waiver. Like, I guess they didn't feel like there was much hope for getting a second semester clearance by, by the NCAA. So they're just going for a full season waiver. If the, the full season waiver is denied, then Johnson would not be able to play in the second half of the season is my understanding and it sounds like as of right now he's looking at more than likely taking an academic red shirt for this year so he's enrolled he'll be practicing with the team he'll be a part of the team but it sounds more likely than not that he's not going to be eligible to play this season again that's my understanding as of right now so you know, thumbs halfway up. I mean, this, this is better than him just not showing up, I guess. I suppose. I don't know. If he's ineligible all this season, though, I mean, really, what are the odds we ever seen play at UofL? There's that, for sure. Here's what I'll say, though. <laughs> I was asking, I was curious what your odds were, but okay. I was, low, I was low, 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 man. Okay, exactly, yeah. Here's what I'll say as far as if you're looking for glass half full when it comes to this. If nothing else, even if the waiver gets denied, and Tyler Johnson stays here for this year and then says, thanks, but no thanks. I'm, I'm going to try to you know, enter the transfer portal, get what I can while I can. At least you have someone who can spar with Sky Clark during practice, right? Yeah. At, at least there's one more capable body, we assume capable body out there, who can play the point, who can push Sky Clark maybe more than he's been pushed so far this summer. Like, that's... It's not ideal. It's not what we were hoping for when we, we announced the, the Tyler Johnson commitment a few months ago. But it's also not nothing, right? No, you're right. It's, 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 you're going to be a, 
be an optimistic, look for the silver lining and everything, which traditionally we do. I mean, we're we're, we're as, you know we're always you know looking for the, the the good and everything, correct? So in that case, yes, you're right. If, if anything, it does at least give you're right, you're right, Sky Clark something to push him in practice. That's that, that is the silver lining. You're right. Now the other basketball new. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I got 316 to... before our first Zan mentioned. I mean, we got to give a Zan reference, right? I mean, he, he's lost that weight. He can play point. He's, it's positionless basketball. I feel I, like he can do I, it. I haven't bought a Louisville basketball jersey since Samaki Walker, the number 52, the black Louisville jersey I have. <laughs> I might get a Zan Payne jersey. Please, please buy a Zan <laughs> jersey. <laughs> what, number, what number did you wear last year? I don't even remember. It was like 50? I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember. I'm not good, I'm not good with numbers. Did, did you, do you have any UFL basketball jerseys when you were growing up? Did you buy any? I didn't. I think, I think I had one when I was like really small. But the only one I have, I, somebody gifted me two practice jerseys from back in the day. It was uh, Hodge Turner because I love Hodge Turner. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got one of Marcus Maben's old practice jerseys. Okay, so th- those yeah. are the only basketball ones I have. But you didn't Zan, Payne, Zan Payne, by the way, is number 23. Okay. <laughs> Which is perfect. Well, that's, that'd be, that would be awesome because the only three I ever had were Wheats 32, I had an Osborne 25, and I had a Samaki 52, so now I'll get a Zan 23. I think everybody had the Dewan 32 back oh, yeah, in the day. Yeah, I had the, 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 the 32 was red, and then I had the, the, the Samaki and the Jason were in black. Fun story about Evan Daniels, our boy. Mutual friend, friend of the program. We love Evan. But Evan, he was on. We've talked about this team. I think you said you probably were working the scores table when it happened. When I was in eighth grade, we played St. Matthews basketball, and we 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 won the championship. We were the Bucks. It was like it was basically the whole team was Holy Trinity kids, and then St. Rayfield kids, and then Evan was on the team. He was like the only person who didn't know anybody. And Evan, every single practice that year, I think we only practiced like once a week, wore a Dewan Weed 32 jersey to practice. every single. So when, when he blew up nationally and tried to do the whole thing where he's like, I'm objective, I don't root for a team or whatever, I'm like, this man wore a Dewan Weed jersey to practice every single <laughs> night for an entire winter. I can't, I can't take him seriously, but I, I love Evan. He's the man. Uh, but he, he would definitely had that 32 jersey back in the day. I was either running um, the scoreboard or running the scorebook for that game, probably. I, if I had known you then, I would have thrown a few extra points your way. I appreciate that. I know I, I know I hit, I remember hitting at least one jumper in that game. That may have been my only point. That may have been, the only reason I remember is because I, I knew I was about to get subbed out. And I crossed some kid up and hit a step back jumper. And then uh, my coach Jay Flaherty, love you, love you, Mr. Flaherty. He he like took he like took the sub out. He like called him back from the scorer's table, and I was like, I knew he was coming in for me. And I was like, thank God. But I, that may have been the only basket I scored. That if game. you ever stood up at that table to go in, I'm, I'm sure I told you to sit your butt down. <laughs> I, I would do that more times than not. And again, if I was ever on the scoreboard, anytime my kid was standing there, I'd be I'd sit down, sit down, man, come on, get down. And I used to love actually having a co- I would like to have like random conversations with the subs. The you probably talked to me. I, I feel like I was very chatty back in the day. I would always just try to mess with the kid with the, with the subs. Just, 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 so you having a good day? Clean underwear on today? You know, just, just, just screwing with them. Just, just making random conversation. I feel like if you like went back in time and talked to my like 14 year old self, and you're like, you know that guy? I'm like, yeah, of course I know that guy. He's always talking to people when we check in. <laughs> I feel like I probably was aware of your presence back then. That's that's the score guy, the one that's always outside smoking on the side of the building. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kind of a weird guy. Kind of gives me a strange vibe. No, smells like a uncle's band. <laughs> it's like, you know him as an adult? I know him. I see him every day. We communicate every single day. It's like, ah, oh, things were supposed to be different. Yeah. The the other piece of basketball news today to get to, and we'll get to football coming up in, in the second segment. So Louisville, 
regardless of what happens with Tyler Johnson, even if he is eligible, even if he is a member of the team and takes up a scholarship this season, Louisville's got one scholarship available still, right? Yeah. We've got we don't have. Yeah, we, we, we've got scholarship to work with, and so there's this there's this kid named Jordan Pike who's playing at Union U. It's a D2 school this season. No relation to Zach, right? No, it was Zeke. Zeke, sorry, 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 Zach. Zeke. Last name spelled differently, I believe. Zeke, I think, was P-I-K-E. This kid is P-Y-K-E. Different breed. Fancy. But he he's had in the in the last like three days, he's had a highlight video kind of go viral where, yeah, people are are saying like this kid he's a six seven he's he's a freshman that's playing D two, super athletic, lengthy wing can handle it can shoot it. He didn't get recruited because he didn't do any AAU stuff, didn't do any grassroots stuff, and just kind of flew under the radar. And so this this clip has gotten it's kind of spread like wildfire the last couple of days. And Trey Donovan uh, on Twitter, who knows everything, somehow this guy just knows everything about every program, he tweeted out this, this afternoon, multiple Division I schools and a handful of agents have now reached out to Jordan Pike after his video went viral the other day, and I can confirm that Louisville is one of the teams to contact him. So there we go. Another 6'7 another wing could be joining the fold for this season. Uh, let's make sure he hasn't contacted without being in contact with Australia either first before we do anything about this. If you are Danilo Jovanovic right now, how are you handling this news? You're, you're like, they really wanted me. They're going after a, a Division Two guy who basically looks just like me and plays the same way, and it's August 18th. That's not exactly great news for my playing time. I, I tell you how Dino's handling it. He's handling it like a, like a, like a true character uh, warrior. That's how he's High character warrior. High character warrior. That's why they don't mind hurting his feelings because they know he can take it. Uh, we, when's the last time a guy came out of nowhere with a hype video on YouTube that turned out to be good? Ooh, uh, I mean, I can't tell you when the last time a guy came out of nowhere with a hype video on YouTube, to be quite well, frank. I, came, I think like Seventh Woods names come to mind. Type thing. Yeah, that was like 13 years ago. That's it's been a long I time. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's been a long time since the, 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 the viral Because now everybody has a hype video. Well, All these true. kids. My nephew has a hype video. Like my, 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 my 15-year-old nephew, he had like a... They filmed him in one of his AAU tournaments. He's just, uh, he's, I shouldn't say 15, he's just turned 17. I should do a hype yeah. video. We were born in the wrong era. Like, I would have loved somebody to make a hype video out of my very at, super average, like, junior year of high school baseball. Like, me look growling at the camera after a, like, infield single. Like, well, we were born at the wrong time. No, all hype videos were lowering the, the, uh, back door, the backyard uh, basketball from 10 to, like, 8 feet and, dunk, and thinking we were, like... You know, they'd be in the dunk contest like Dominique Wilkins out there doing things. Using the handheld camcorder to video ourselves? Uh, some again, different lives grows up. We didn't, we didn't <laughs> I was in I was in the area of the middle class that did, couldn't afford the handheld camcorder. <laughs> I asked for one for Christmas. It was my biggest Christmas present as a kid. I was obsessed with we, it. We we were more of the disposable cameras take it to Walgreens when the vacation's over with family. Oh, we did that too, for sure. Okay. We, yeah. We do like the, the, the one-hour photo, like the little kiosk in the middle of Westport Plaza. Yeah, <laughs> take your pictures there. You like kill two hours with errands, come back and pick them up. It was great. We were more of Walgreens, Walgreens family. <laughs> Imagine that time in life where you you, you know you go on, but you have a whole week of vacation. Like, do you get any good pictures? Maybe. I, I've got no idea. <laughs> These could all be crap. We may have, we may have blown this entire trip. This may have all been for naught. I mean, the uh, I remember the, the, you get the, then you get the red eyes on the picture and the the blur the ones that are blurry and then 
you gotta watch the fingerprints when you're going through them. Oh, good old. Oh days. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I found well, a big stack of Polaroids recently. It was fun going through them. <laughs> oh, I've got so I have a bunch too from like my college days. Because you know when I went to college, the digital cameras were kind of just becoming a thing, but it was still more of the disposable route was the was, was the, the way to go. In and it wasn't until like I graduated that the iPhone became like a thing with for, for pictures. There was actually the, one of the pictures in the stack, a few of them. Uh, was that was pictures from the infamous Super 8 hot tub hotel room I've told the story of. Oh boy. There's a picture of me and the uh, the ex at the time we're just, like, standing like uh, in the room. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, there's a few of them I can't show you, but one I, one or two I could. That should be the ACT picture. <laughs> I still need to do that. Do not let me forget to do that before the end of the month. Okay. That's, that should be the picture. But, but Louisville basketball... Very clearly, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be mean about this, but let's be real. Like, we are in scramble mode, it still feels like, on August 18th. School starts in three days. Practice starts in four weeks. The first game is, is under three months. It's like two and a half months away, November 6th, and we're still out here looking for a potential difference maker out there. It just, and look, the, the Trenton Flowers thing, nobody could have foreseen that. So it's not exactly, you know, I'm not criticizing Kenny Payne, but the fact that we are going out there and looking at D2 kids who could potentially come here and play is, uh, it's a little bit sobering. And look, if Tyler Johnson, again, if we get him eligible, fantastic. If he's just on the team but ineligible but still able to practice, I think it still helps you. We need more guards. We need somebody for Sky Clark to spar with. We need somebody who can make him better because for all the reports you get about Sky Clark's dominating and nobody can keep him out of the paint, you say awesome, but we heard the same stuff about LLS a year ago, and it didn't exactly work out well for us when the season came around. So it's, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say concerning, but it's not exactly comforting to, to be in this position again. No, no, we're, we're like one more lost recruit away from heading down to Seneca Park and hope to find Devin Dumas. I mean, that's mm. pretty much where we're at. I open trials. <laughs> It worked for an unnecessary roughness. <laughs> we need to get us one of those Duncan Robinsons. Like, just take the, the best shooter in D3, bring him up here, turn him into an NBA guy. We need to make that happen. You imagine uh, if we did, like, if Kenny Payne did, like, like in the, the uh, Eagles Invincible movie, like, this doesn't open try. Win, winner, winner, of the, winner of this weekend gets to be a University of Louisville basketball player. You might play. Yeah, I mean, you, you might play. We'll take yeah, any football player who made who, who's th- third. When the initial depth chart comes out, you're eligible to come over and play for the basketball team if you feel like you can get more playing time there. Brady Allen, you can't beat you can't beat out a third third spot <laughs> quarterback. You're six five. Come on over. Cocky Harrison Bailey is like Jimmy. He's like Jimmy Chillwood. I'll make it. I mean, they're both six five. I think both Bailey and uh, Allen aren't they? Bring six, them over. Six five. Yeah, that sounds like they sound like point guards to Kenny Payne's ears. If they can handle it, we can, we can give some, some PT. Right, I've got a football question that I want to pose to Trevor Kelsey and the listeners uh, coming up after the break. We'll get to that. We'll get to your text as well at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show live from the Kentucky State Fair. Happy Friday to you here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
right, welcome back in. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Live here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Happy to be joined here. We got so, I, can you guys not hear? The mic, microphone's not working. You're good. You're not good. Check the little dial below you. See if that, that's going to work. If not, we're, we're going to do this on the fly. Yeah. Thank you, Trevor, for that dynamite drop in here. We're trying to do things on the fly here. It's 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 not working. Headphones not working. We're gonna have to. This power's on. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to make this work on the fly. I think. You see if we can twist that the other way, maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, we are live at the Kentucky State Fair again. If you're in the area, stop by and see us. I can't hear. Uh, we we got we had no audio going here. It's it's fine. There's somebody uh, behind you. Well, we can. They, I think. You can hear us. I think we can hear on the, the mic. They, he just can't hear in the headphones. Okay, there we go. Maybe, maybe. We're, we're, we're good here. All right, we're, we're joined by two professional wrestlers from Ohio Valley Wrestling. We love OVW. We love talking about it. Uh, if you could, yeah, keep by the way, welcome to the to Mike Rutherford Show. Hey, how you doing, Mike? We're doing well. We're, we're doing well here. He's, he's not, the mic's not working. Mike's not, I can hear him, but he's doing oh. soft mic. It's my mic working. Okay. <laughs> the mic's working. Okay. We, we'll, we'll, we, I can maybe... We, we can shift at some point here. We're just, we're, this is all happening on the fly. Okay, yeah, maybe that's going to work. I don't, I mean, who knows? You still can't hear me, Mike? Can you, can you hear him, Trevor? Uh, no, I can, it, I can hear him because he's I can, he's next to you. I'm hearing him off your mic. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's, that's working. working. I, I think this mic's the only one that's working right now. So, anyways, we can, we, we can, we can shift back. Not a back problem. We're professional wrestlers. We know how to make things work. There it is. It's like dealing with 1990s WCW all over again. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> this is the year 2023. How come we cannot get a good mic? It's a, it's a great question. We deal with it on a daily basis here. We ask the same question, and, and yet here we are. I if, you, if you could, if you could, you all introduce yourselves, please, to the, to the people. Uh, my name is Cash Flow. I'm former three-time OVW heavyweight champion, former national OVW heavyweight champion, former six-time OVW tag team champion. I've been, a, I've been a professional wrestler for a pretty long time, Mike, and yeah, I'm still going. Still going. And? Uh, I'm Freya Veslea. I, I haven't been wrestling nearly as long as Cash, but um, former two-time OVW Women's Champion. Look at this. We, we, are, we are covered in greatness here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Hey, it's, we're all about greatness, Mike. Yeah, that mic's apparently still not working. We are not, apparently. We're all about greatness. Here. Well... Me as a wrestler, I'm all about greatness. <laughs> I, I have issues with microphones sometimes. What can I say? You and I both. Uh, we, we've got to, we, we got all sorts of stuff always happening with OVW. I, I think we had a, what, a big event last night. Was was going on? Uh, it was about a week ago. It was a big, huge show. It, it's aptly named the big one. It was it was filled up to the brim. I mean, there was people everywhere it was it was hard to hear the lights were going it was hard to see but you know what ovw the guys the roster we showed up and showed out we tore down the house mike it, one of the cool things about seeing ovw the last couple of years is seeing it kind of get out and get out in the region go to different places go to nashville travel around how have you guys seen the crowds react to you all when you get away from your home base? It sounds like it's been really, really positive from everywhere you've gone. It, it absolutely has been positive. You know, with with all of our TV in all of the areas, you know, not including you guys at WBNA, it seems like everywhere we go, these guys know our names, they wear our shirts, 
they want to take pictures with you. They they just want to be around us. The the crowds have been lively, and they enjoy their OVW wrestling. That's for sure. We've got you guys here. Look, Al, Al's always tight-lipped about this, so we, we try to get as much out of him as we can. Okay. What's going on with the Netflix show, guys? What, 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 what can we say here? Like, I we will not say any names, but I will confirm that there has been something on a major streaming network that has been in the works that we taped last year that will be coming out really soon and it will involve OVW and you will see things you will see the professional wrestling business being a buzz about what's what's going to happen I'm that's so for excited. sure I'm so excited and if you happen to be on your major streaming network on Monday maybe maybe you'll see something about wrestling so Monday on Netflix or some other streaming service, we may find out something. That's that, that's what's what I'm getting here. Yes, I think that's the best we can do. Well, what else do we have uh, in the works? We talked about all the, the big events coming out. I know there's a big one coming up on, on September 9th. Well, what else do we have in the works for OVW on the horizon, on, on the calendar? Um, let's see. Tomorrow night, we'll be in Harrisburg, Kentucky for the, the Pioneer Days Festival. Uh, it's always a big show for us. We enjoy going to Fort Herod and, and giving those fans in that fair um, what they want to see, and they love their OVW. We've done it the last three years. Uh, like you said, September 9th, we have our hard reset. Um, you know, <clears throat> piggybacking off of what Miss Freya said and what you were talking about earlier, you know, this, this particular streaming giant, the show that's going to come out, um, it, 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 it's going to be a big deal and there's really no telling the sky's the limit on what we're going to be doing after that fact. Sometimes you know, these shows come out and people who you know, are sort of niche people, like, like, you, know, you, you blow up a little bit. Have you prepared for that? Like, you know, maybe make sure there aren't some social media posts in the back that are, you know, because people get famous and then people start looking into people a little bit deeper. It's, it's, it's worrying. Fame can change people when it, when it blows up at that level. Well, uh, I, I believe I could speak for Freya. You know, us as professional wrestlers, this is what we signed up for. Sure. And if, if we weren't on the up and up, trust me, with me too and cancel culture <laughs> and all that stuff out there, we'd probably been ripped to shreds. You know, we, we've prepared for stuff like this our whole life. This is what we want to do. You know, this this is this is how we choose to spend our time, and, and we're going to make the most of it. Fame, bring it on. That's all I got to say. It. I love it. We got Trevor Kelsey, our resident uh, wrestling expert, back at the studio. He's the one dropping 90s WCW references on everybody. <laughs> TK, what do you have to add in on this? Uh, not, not much. I guess I, I, would, I would start with Cash. Uh, I've seen him wrestle a few times. He does a really great job in the ring. Uh, who was uh, you said you've been around a while? Who's kind of who was some of your influences coming through the, in the business that got you kind of inspired to go on to join the uh, Squirt Circle? At a very very young age, I was deeply enthralled with Wahoo McDaniel and the Raging Bull Manny Fernandez. That might be before your time, but then I got to searching. You know, Dusty Rhodes is the man, the American Dream, baby. Um, I enjoyed Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen in, Jap in Japan. Those guys just tore it up. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't know who they are, look them up. Because regardless of what you know about wrestling, you watch those guys, 
And, and I'm telling you, you're going to be second-guessing yourself about what professional wrestling really is. Especially Stan Hansen in Japan. <laughs> just make sure yeah. you keep your body parts covered up. Absolutely, and that's not just for the wrestlers. That's for the fans, too, because he didn't hold nothing back. Neither did Brody. Yeah. Fred, what about you? Yes. Who did you watch growing up that made you really want to get into this and pursue it? I think, um, speaking of WCW, some of the women from that were really inspirational to me, like Bull Meccano and Alundra Blaze. Just even back then, the women were killing it in wrestling. And, and then there was a bit of a lull in the Attitude Era with what women's wrestling was doing. But it was just amazing to see in the 90s that they were going out there and wrestling on the same level that the men were now we are first of all we are streaming today we haven't mentioned this yet we are streaming live on the big x sports radio uh, facebook page so if you're looking you can see for everybody else like i said cash has like you have the, you have the full wrestling get up on here you, you've got the it's not the full a little bit like you, you you were standing up but i was saying like in most places you would stand out people would be like oh i bet that guy's a wrestler here at the kentucky state fair People might be like, that just may be what he wears. You never know at a place like this. <laughs> you know, I've seen people dress even more strange than I. But you know what? I, I'm a flashy kind of guy. I do catch a lot of uh, ire, and I see a lot of eyes looking my way. I catch some sneers, some smirks. Even walking into the booth today, it, it, it was a bit odd. I was carrying my little bag. You know, I have some T-shirts out here for sale, whatever. People just, you know, their eyes tend to gravitate towards me. And you know what? That's okay. I don't know what you, you think. If I looked at you, I'd be like, I bet he's a professional wrestler. And if somebody asked, what do you think he is second? I don't know where I would go. Like, uh, very buff magician? I've, I've got no <laughs> idea. Just uh, something flashy, uh, something cool. Yeah, I, I won't say this out loud, but I can make you disappear. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, people, they tend to gravitate towards football. But in, in all honesty, I, I was a basketball player growing up. Really? I, yeah, I, was, I played a little bit of football just because a coach had begged me to do it. But, you know, I was more into basketball. I was more into the more athletic stuff. You know, I liked running around with soccer and basketball and that kind of thing. I was a runner. Of course, I was a little smaller than I am these days. But, you know, that's what 30 years of being a gym rat is. So so when you make that transition, because we've talked to, I know I talked with Al about this. You know, he grew up playing sports. And at a very young age, I think he decided, like, wrestling is, is what I want to do. For you guys growing up, doing different things, at what point in your childhood or young adulthood do you decide, Pro wrestling is something that I really want to pursue. Uh, well, for me, I'll, Fred, do you want to go ahead and answer first? Sure. Go ahead, Fred. Um, I guess for me it was a little different because I'm originally from Alaska where there's just not a lot of wrestling. So it started out kind of as a hobby, and then I just fell so in love with wrestling. I couldn't imagine doing anything else and quit my full-time job as a teacher, wow. moved down to Las Vegas to continue training and wrestling. And so I was an adult when I decided to do it, but I think wrestling just grabs people the same way people are drawn to it when they're watching it. When you're doing it, it, it just gets a hold on you and it's hard to imagine doing anything else. Hey, for me, it, it started at a very early I was raised by grandparents, so when I got up in the morning, you know, even even around, you know, before I was going to school, I would get up in the morning and guess what would be on my TV? Professional wrestling. You know, my grandfather was, 
you, he had wrestling on six times a day. Back then, you could watch wrestling six times a day. Um, and, you know, it wasn't until I was about 10 or 11 when I started watching the guys that I've mentioned earlier. Then it really the, uh, dawned on election me. Night, uh, this show. is what I wanted like to a do. live show. Somebody's oh, talking about election night. Yeah, what, what's that? Yeah, what's that? What's that? What's what, what is happening right now? Is on the computer? It's on your guys' end. That's what's happening right now. We have a whole lot of political activists out here. Yeah, now I we're just going that. for cash. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it started it up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll chop up the scene, okay? Um, it was a very early age, 10, 11, 12. You know, when I started watching those guys, it was like, oh, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. This is what I need to do. Um, I kind of lost it a little bit in my teenage years because you know I started playing basketball and I was doing really well I wanted to go to college I wanted to play for UK um, it didn't quite work out that way um, but shortly after high school I started to pursue it, it was probably six months after high school I joined a, a pro wrestling school here in Louisville back in 95 96 and I've been doing it ever since you were go ahead. Jump I was in. gonna say. I think actually, I think we're the same age, roughly. I think you might be a few years older than me. So he probably we probably. Hey now, watch yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to be nice to myself and you. It's by, by telling us to be honest with you. So we probably kind of grew up maybe watching like maybe I don't know if you had were old enough with the Lexington the International Championship Wrestling with the Popos and and seeing them or were you more kind oh, of yeah, and, oh yeah absolutely oh yeah absolutely waking up and watching all the uswa and stuff oh yeah memphis morning. wrestling is the greatest seeing the I global actually, wrestling on espn back in the day at yeah, four o'clock was fun fritz Bonner, world-class wrestling yeah. on espn Vern Gagne, awa wrestling <clears throat> out in minnesota they come on espn a little bit as well yeah i was all about that i think even when they had like the WGN station, the Chicago station, there was some wrestling on there as well. I think that's where they showed Vern Gagne, the guys out of Minnesota. Did, yeah. I had a friend that grew up north. I used to get jealous. He'd, I would, we'd get mostly USWA. He got mostly AWA up there, and I was always jealous of him. Uh, but I, guess, I, I was going to ask a question to, to both of you, and I'll start with you, fly, uh, uh, Cash. Those, like you mentioned, the people that inspired you. Like, Who's been like the funnest person for you to to be in the ring with? And not just not, not OBW, but just coming up through the ranks. Uh, coming up through the ranks, you know, all my idols that I grew up watching, and you'll recognize some of these names: guys like Tracy Smothers, yeah. Dutch Mantell. Um, <laughs> I was in the ring with Bill Dundee a few times. I even got a chance to wrestle He's still Jerry in the Lawler. Ring. <laughs> yeah, I even got a chance to wrestle Jerry Lawler when I was younger. And, and you talk about those eye-opening moments that you're like, "Wow, I'm, I'm actually doing this." You know, it, it it it's one of those things, one of those memories that that you keep in wrestling that you cherish forever. You'll never forget it. Now, Frey, I know I know you said you're you're a little younger to the business and coming up in Alaska. I guess it doesn't have the same. Same feel like the Ohio Valley does in the, uh, the the of the history of wrestling, but like when you get down here, you get to Vegas, you're in the more of the West Coast. Area, I guess who, who who kind of helped train you and get you? Who was some of your best matches or your favorite matches when you were coming up on your way to OBW, or even maybe was it while you were in OBW? Um, so when I was in Las Vegas, I was training with Kazarni, currently known as Simbodi, if you remember him from WWE, and then with. Uh, Kenny King, who's back in Ring of Honor, or no, he's back in Impact now. I know Kenny um, King, yeah. Yep, and then the cheerleader Melissa, and 
Alice in Danger, which is Carino's sister, and so I trained with all of them while I was there. But coming from Alaska, um, I was the only female wrestler there for my entire time wrestling there. So I primarily started only wrestling men, but then I was lucky that whenever they did bring a female talent in, I got to work them. So I've worked, um, she wrestles as Katarina Lay now, but you might remember her as Katie Lee Birchall. Mm -hmm. um, I wrestled her about four or five times. I wrestled Scarlett Bordeaux, who's back in WWE now. I've also wrestled Emma, who recently got re-signed back to WWE. Yeah. Emma? Oh yeah, she she was at NWA for a little while, wasn't she? Mm -hmm. Emma? Yeah, okay. she was. Just, uh, she was working as Tennille Dashwood. Tennille Dashwood, yes, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, that's one thing about being the only woman in the whole state of wrestling that I, if someone came in, I was the girl. You were the man. I, okay, you were the woman. <laughs> so you tell me, you could you could you could take cash flow if you if you want if you wanted to, right? I mean, I might have to pull something out of my bag of tricks, but we could we could find out. She sure would give it H-E double heck, that's for sure. Well, I'll distract the ref for you if you need to pull something out. Thank you. Oh, I, I, I if you could take the chop for chop, me as well. Am I chop liver? I hear you. Okay. So, <laughs> for Cash, we were saying, you know, when you decide you, this is what you want to do, you've got a wonderful wrestling school right by you. I mean, we, you know, we have wrestling, very rich history here. It's not hard to find. Absolutely. For you growing up in Alaska, when you decide you want to be in a, a, a professional wrestler, what's the first step? How do you even get that process going? So um, the closest wrestling to me was six hours. So I would drive six hours to train. And then eventually I actually bought my own wrestling ring to have at my house. Um, I was dating a wrestler at the, at the time. And so we could work on things and then we would drive six hours. Rest, we'd train for a day or two, work a show, and drive six hours back. Jeez. Oh, we've got Cash's mic working now, so we were, we're masters of technology here. It only took us uh, a little bit of time. Hey, you go. got to be better than you were earlier, right? That's, that's exactly right. We're progress. We're evolving here. Way to live. Way to live. TK, what else you got, man? Uh, I guess Trevor could talk wrestling for the, the entire three-hour show all day. Well, <laughs> most of it would be wanting to hear like old like territory stories and stuff. I, I am obsessed with that stuff. The, the history of everything. Um, I guess um, I, I asked you some of your favorite matches like in the past. Who, who have you not wrestled that you would love to just get in the ring and maybe bend over a little bit? You know what? I miss uh, some opportunities to do that. You know, I, you can't. Dusty Rhodes has passed away. Yeah, you know, I couldn't get. You know, it, it would be uh, it would be an enormous honor to actually get in the ring with either one of his sons, whether it be Dusty or Dustin or or Cody. Um, you know, uh, Ric Flair would have been a. You know, a, a huge honor for me to be able to step in the ring with him. But no, of course, he wouldn't retire again. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably wouldn't unretire for me. But, uh, but I mean, you know, um, for for guys that are you know still going pretty strong, you know, I I, I would enjoy a a one-on-one -on -one encounter with with somebody I consider a mentor and a friend. His name's Mr. Al Snow. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that would be definitely be a highlight of my career. Um, Doug Basham, I would love to get in the ring with him if he'd like to go around or two. Um, guys like, you know, AJ Styles, you know, I I, I would like to do uh, maybe a one-off with, with AJ. That that would be tremendous. I would have a good time doing that. Um, 
you know, I would like to try my hand with guys like Brock Lesnar, some, some of the bigger names, you know. I, I wouldn't care, you know, anybody. Uh, step up. Love the answer. Fred, you mentioned, you, know, you talked about how, like, the, the women's division kind of took a lull, but it's at, at a peak now. It's doing great. You got AEW and all the NWB giving the push to ladies. Who, who among these current ladies would you love to get into the ring with? So I'm with Cash, where some of the people I would have loved to wrestle are retired now or have passed, but man, on my list has always been Awesome Kong. Oh, yeah. um, I w- would absolutely love to wrestle her, but she unfortunately just retired. Gail Kim was always on my list. Um, I would have loved to wrestle Luna Vachon, like so many women that, that were just influential to me and my career but women that are currently wrestling um i i'm also quite tall i know we're talking about how cash sticks out but as a six foot one one woman um i i like a a tall girl fight so i really like getting in there with other women who are you know have some size on them so i would love to wrestle like jessica havoc or Jade Cargill, who's in AEW yep. right now. I mean, who wouldn't want to wrestle Charlotte Flair? Woo. I guess Rio's not making your list since uh, for, for tall girls. Uh, Rhea Ripley? No, Rio. Oh, oh Rio. <laughs> Oh, no, Flair. Yeah. That would be fun. No, I would. I would see you throw Rio around the ring. I would. I would. No, I would. I would absolutely love to. Who would you all most like to see wrestle Matt Jones? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I would enjoy that immensely. Not that Matt would, but I would for I'm sure. So I'm by the way. I'll take the hot yeah. tag for that. Hey, you take the hot tag? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Can I join the chop shop for one night to Absolutely help you out on that one? It. You are more than welcome. More than welcome. Uh, we, we, you can always visit ovwrestling.com for all the latest events. Uh, if people want to stop out and see you guys, they want to get involved in OVW, maybe they're hearing about this and they're like, this sounds fun. These two people sound very, very enjoyable. I'd love to see them in person. How can they make that happen? Uh, they can go to ovwrestling.com and, and you can purchase tickets on there. Uh, there are various wrestler codes, but I'm just going to plug mine. You can use Coke Cash. It might save you some money. Um, but the arena is located at 4400 Shepherdsville Road. Uh, it's nestled back in some businesses. But you can't miss it. You know, you you go there. It's a good environment. It's a good atmosphere. These days, though, you you better get your tickets early because you know it's it started two or three years ago, and it's it's getting to where you know we're having to turn people away here and there. So um, you know, you better get your tickets pretty quick if if you plan on attending an event. We uh, we wrestle. It's live TV every Thursday. We're here on WBNA TV 21. We're on Fight TV and a, a myriad of other networks across the country. Uh, we start at 7 p.m. Live TV. You can't beat it. Come on out. It's fun for the whole family. And like you said, next month, those tickets may start getting way harder to get. <laughs> they Very may true. be. Very true. <laughs> All right, we appreciate Freya Cash. You guys were great. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Mike. We're going to break. Four o'clock hours up next, Mike Rutherford Show is going to roll on live from the Kentucky State Fair. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. Stay comfortable. Stay air, sir.
Welcome back in. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Once again, live here at the Kentucky State Fair. Trevor Kelsey's back in Jeffersonville, Indiana, producing the heck out of the show from the home base. Uh, big thanks to our friends over at OBW Cash and Friday. That was great. We enjoyed the last half hour. Uh, we're very excited for the uh, unnamed show that may or may not be coming out uh, in a couple of weeks on Netflix. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, TK, are you ready to talk a little football? Oh, yeah. I've been waiting, as Tom Petty would I'm, say. Are your songs about the countdown? Is, is there a theme? To, oh, no, it's no, playing on Friday. Yeah, so I have, uh, I, I just go on what I do on Fridays, except for the, probably the September 1st, I'll do something special, you know, with the kickoff game. But for most, sure. for now, from, kind of from now on, Friday's kind of theme is going to be I'm going to go to my iTunes and hit shuffle, and whatever songs come up is what you're going to hear. Which I love. Uh, well, we've we're got, barring any kind of, you know, Explosive well, yeah, lyrics. You know, there may have to be yeah, some, yeah. some discretion, some editing involved there. Uh, we've got, reminder, it is the first high school football Friday of the 2023 season. We've got St. X versus Floyd Central right here on our ways. We've got, we've got Trinity uh, versus uh, Brian Station on our family of networks. We've got Silver Creek with the dulcet tones of one Scooter Dingus, a.k.a. Justin Kalen, coming your way. It's all happening. Football is back. And the question that I want to get to, and I put this question on Twitter as the Mike Rutherford Show question of the day, which we do once every couple of months usually. There are, to me at least, there are two games that you look at on this U of L football schedule and you say they stand out to me as games that I want more than the others. I mean, we all want to beat Georgia Tech to get started off on a high note. You know, maybe you want to beat Virginia Tech because they were a powerful program when you were coming of age in the 90s. But I think for everybody when they look at this, it's, it's Notre Dame, and it's Kentucky. Agree, Trev? Yo, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're sort of just saying I want to win every game, yes. The two that are definitely more circled than others. Now that, you know, Florida State and Clemson are gone are those two by far. I don't think there's any debate. So we played this game last year about this time on, on the radio, about this time in the offseason when we – we're looking at the schedule, and we said, look, you know, the Kentucky game, it always means a lot, but I think it means especially more right now because of how thoroughly dominant Kentucky has been in this rivalry the last four times you've played. But last year, it was Clemson it was the team on the schedule. There had been some – you felt like you let one go against them the year before. They're the team that you have not beaten since you've joined the ACC. You feel like you've had opportunities, and they're the very clear top dogs in the conference. So we debated – you know, which win would mean more to you this season? Clemson, who's the best team on your schedule, or Kentucky, the, your, your rival that you just have not been able to beat? And I thought it was a, a healthy debate. I thought you could make cases for both games. But for this year, I think the debate comes down to Notre Dame, who is the only preseason top 25 team on your schedule, a team with legitimate playoff hopes, according to a lot of people, a team with a quarterback that you're familiar with in Sam Hartman, who's transferring in from Wake Forest, and also a program that means a little bit more this community than just your average powerhouse. I mean, it's a, look, Louisville's a big Catholic city. We're close to Notre Dame. Uh, I think that you know, Notre Dame resonates with a lot of people. You're familiar with the program. You know Rudy, all that stuff. And then Kentucky, who won your, their fourth straight over you, has not beaten you five straight since the rivalry resumed in 94. That's what you're playing for this year. And also kind of the symbolic win of, you know, this is over. It's our rivalry again. Times have changed. That was a Satterfield thing. Kind of having your Charlie Strong I'm not Steve Cragthorpe moment back in 2011. So for you, TK, if you could guarantee just one of these games, oh, which one are you going with? Are you going with Notre Dame, maybe the more national impact win, or UK, 
a win that would probably mean more than any other locally into the fan base. Um, and not since I had to choose between White Castle and Taco Bell on my way home last night have I been given such a difficult decision. <laughs> For the record, I went with McDonald's 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> so in this case, I'm taking Miami now. Uh, <laughs> I I saw you actually posted this, and I had to think about it before I clicked on my, my vote on your Twitter. But I, I I'm gonna say in a slight lean, I guess maybe maybe it's not slight depending on it. But Kentucky, Kentucky's getting my vote. Last year, I think you and I actually disagreed about this. I think you went Clemson, and I understood it. But I, but I said Kentucky. I, I said if we had been even competitive in the rivalry recently, if it'd been a back and forth thing then I would say, yeah, let's beat Clemson. Seven in a row is, is too much. They're, you know, we thought they were going to be better than they ended up actually being last year. But this year, I, I'm sticking with it. I think it's Kentucky. I think yeah. that it's one of those things that you just, you have to do at some point. If, if Jeff Brom is going to get this program to the point where we hope he is, then one of those first steps to prove that that's going to be the case, that we're going to be on that path, is to get this rivalry back to where we expect it to be, which yeah. is with Louisville on top. And I, I think that you also – I add in the fact that it's the last game of the regular season, so it resonates just a little bit more. It's either the exclamation point on an overwhelmingly positive first season if it's your ninth, 10th, 11th win, or it's the win that defines it as a successful season if it's your eighth win. And if it's your seventh win, let's say that they disappoint a little bit for whatever reason and they're six and five going into that game, it kind of saves the season a little bit. It, it's still something that you hang your hat on and say, look at how we improved, look at where we're going. It was, a, you know, we were younger than we thought we were going to be on the offensive line or Jack Plummer wasn't as good as we thought. Whatever the case may be, you still are able to hang your hat on that victory. And if you lose it, it takes away from whatever you've accomplished just that, that, that same much. Like, I think having it be the last game has that impact for a lot of reasons. So for all those reasons, I'm going UK. The, the Twitter poll that's out there, 78.7% of responders say Kentucky. So we're not alone in this. While Notre Dame would, uh, there's no probably about it, would be the win that would resonate more nationally and maybe have more of an impact on Louisville's national profile, Kentucky is the win that the fan base wants. And I, I think that that just goes... It goes to show because it was even more split last year, the more that we lose to them, the more that that just frustration builds and that desire to beat them and the desire to shut them up, I think that's where we are right now. People are like, four, it's been four games. It's been five years. We have not won since Lamar Jackson graduated. Enough's enough. Let's get this done. Let's make a statement. Let's bring the Governor's Cup back home. I think that that's what you're seeing with the people voting right now. You know, and I agree with that. It helped the way we've lost those games as well. Which is, For sure. That, I mean, I don't know. I guess I guess a loss is a loss. Whether you're losing by 40 or losing by four, either way, it's going to suck in the end. But it's, it's still, when it's like 56-13, yeah. that's different. I mean, they're, they're, they're both extra bitter, depending on the point of view. But, I, I mean, Notre, I mean, I can see, I mean, because Notre Dame, I guess Miami would be like a close third maybe or a distant third possibly in this poll of teams you'd want to beat on the schedule unless you just really hate NC State or or somebody like that or you just despise Boston College, but you just Murray State makes you nauseous. I don't know. But uh, but another day when, like, kind of like you said, you alluded to a little bit, like making that first step. And that's like, you know, I want to be able to get to the point where I want to be – Notre Dame is the game I'm circling the most. Or maybe even Miami if they can get, you know, back to where, you know, they, they threaten to take our boots away. But but Kentucky is that first step because it is that rival, the in-state rival. It's 
is it on the same level as another Dame game could be when we may play them? Or in Miami? Maybe not. Probably not. But locally it is, and locally it's more. And you got you got to crawl before you can walk, and we got to crawl. And by crawling, we're gonna just beat the crap out of Kentucky. You know what's sad is when you said I'd forgotten about the boots. I'd forgotten that we're playing for the Schnellenberger Trophy this year for the first time. And I'm such a shill for these types of things. When you said that, I was like, ooh. Yeah, I want the boots. <laughs> I mean, they're, Miami's third. Miami's clearly. third. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's I, you would say it's a distant third or a close third, but I think it's third by far. Hey, maybe some people might debate Miami over Notre Dame because just the Howard Snowberger connection. Well, it depends on how the season goes too. Yeah, yeah, if, if, if Miami, say, yeah. if Miami's ten and zero going into that game in November, then it's going to mean more to us if we win it than if they have the season we expect them to, which is you know perennially okay. You know, hey, let's be real. Miami probably is going to be seven and three going into that game. That seems like classic Miami, right? Seven and three or six and four? Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. That's that. Yeah, seven and three, maybe eight and two. That that would be a successful season. But a lot of these wins, you know, maybe if we beat NC State in week five on the road and we're an underdog, it seems like a big deal. Then maybe NC State tanks in the second half of the season yeah. and it doesn't look nearly as impressive. So you know, all these things are fluid, but still. Let's say like, it can be said with Notre Dame, say we get them in a top ten matchup, we beat them. Sure. Be, I guess the only other top ten win we have in school is, is the Florida State game, right, I believe? The the Lamar game, game day game against Florida State, they were top ten, right? Well, we, I mean, we, we have more top ten wins than that. West Virginia was number three when we okay, beat them. Okay, so because it's yeah. been a while nonetheless. Um, <laughs> you can name them, which is not a good. Wake Forest last year was number ten, weren't they? Were they? Yeah. I never consider Wake Forest a big win, no matter what they're ranked. Sometimes we stormed the field. <laughs> we stormed the field. And we stole the playbook. But no, like you said, kind of with NC State, Notre Dame could be like fourth or fifth in the country. We play and we beat them, but then they tailspin, and it just yeah, and then it finished with like five losses. I mean, it's kind of like then you look back at it and go, oh, was that really a big win? I mean, I guess it was. That's why I think that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think Notre Dame and Kentucky stand out is because even if they have disappointing seasons, the names are the names. They mean something to the fan base. I mean, let's be real. Because of the last four years, if we are eight and three going into the last week of the season and Kentucky's three and eight, it still means a lot oh, to yeah. win that game. And also because, you know, if you lose well, to you a terrible pressure. Kentucky yeah. team, yeah, you know, then, then you have this like we just completely own. It's, it's like the Calipari Patino thing where when they would beat us with teams that we thought we were better than, it just added fuel to that fire like we cannot beat them and it frustrated everybody and it delighted them and it was it was, it was really bad you know jeff just just make this easy on everybody just go undefeated dude just win every game just win uh, every game yeah i mean just let's just let's just, just let's just end this right now i, I don't know maybe and on a personal level indiana's kind of maybe four for me because i just don't want to deal with really <laughs> well there's that that's a personal thing again i said personal yeah like i wouldn't put i wouldn't expect that they rank anywhere near fourth on anyone else's list I do want to know if there's somebody out there. NC State, maybe? Probably NC State. You threw it out there as like a rhetorical, but but I want to know if there's somebody listening out there that just hates Boston College. That just like (laughs) is fuming. Like Adazio just rubbed him the wrong way, and they've been dying to get back at Boston College. Dylan is going to rot in hell. (laughs) You keep your UK. I want to take down Chestnut Hill. I mean, maybe Uh, someone hates Jeff Greer so much they just want to beat Pittsburgh. Maybe. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, Pitt, Pitt would be a big win. I mean, I guess any road win's obviously a big win, but I mean, I mean Botech, it's at, it's at home, so it's not as much. But yeah, I'm curious if there's somebody who just despises like Virginia, because I mean, we play them every year. Maybe they just do hate Virginia still. What's Maybe. the glow game this year too? There's there's more on the line. The glow game, I'm all about it. Uh, we have ignored 
the Thornton's text line so far today oh, at 502 414 It's Friday. You want to have your thoughts made. We have a short show, so you've only got about 45 minutes to get those thoughts in. So text us at 502 414 You want to take some texts, Trev? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it to let's it. it. Texture says, <laughs> what a way to start on a Friday. Feel good Friday. Football Friday. Texture says, with a nationwide shortage of teachers, are you concerned about the future of the quality of your kids' education? Uh, Trev, you go first. <laughs> no, because look at me. I'm a prime example of how, how you shouldn't be worried. Everything works out, right? Everything works out, yes. There's, there's remember, nothing wrong with public school. I mean, I, I guess, was well, that public and private schooling are having issues with teachers? Is that correct? Is it just not, is it just not public schools? I think everybody is. I think it's, it's a lot of public, though. Yeah, okay. I just remember there was one time when I first started doing radio, when I went on this big rant about, like, like somebody asked for a, a, a advice to give the kids or whatever if they wanted to go to law school. And my whole thing was, like, I did the wrong stuff growing up in school all the time. Like, did not take school seriously, did not study. Just college was a disaster. I just was, was never going to class. And I still ended up going to, to, to law school. And, like, I, I did this whole thing. And, like, all these people text in. They're like, I'm a teacher right now, and I'm, like, covering my kids' ears. We like, like what are you doing? We for the valedictorian speech. <laughs> <laughs> When a, the commencement, when you come back, when you come back to Bellarmine and you give a commencement speech, just, why don't you save this? Write this down for that one. Well, no, I, I, so I gave that speech to the Bellarmine basketball team yeah. a few years ago, and I was like, I was like, was it the best of all time? And Doug's like, you're definitely the first person who, in the first five minutes, talked about how little you went to class here. I was like, well, I had to give the kids a real story, an honest story. Would you? And it would you led be a to teacher? a thirty-three point victory? Yeah, it did. Would you be a teacher? No. No. Teachers, it's, it's, it's a, a lot. There's a lot of teachers in my family, my grandmother, my cousin, my, I, my aunt, my uncle. Uh, it's not uncommon in my family, but I thought about it one time. Could you, would you be okay if I, if you, if you went to drop John off at middle school and I was his science teacher? No. <laughs> science is the last thing that I think I would want to What would to I, teach I mean, I, I don't say gym. I mean, because I'm just a health, health, health coach, health teacher. I would do <laughs> I think I would do social studies. I'd be good at... Do they still teach social studies in, in school? I think for younger kids, yeah. Okay. Well, I wouldn't want... I'd do, like, middle school, right? I don't want... I don't want... Because high school, they're already snot-nosed brats. I don't want to deal with those kids. And and you're now, and, drastically underestimating middle school kids' attitudes, too. <laughs> I guess, yeah. You're still allowed, you're still allowed to, to, to spank them, right? No. <laughs> oh, not <damn>. true. <laughs> not, not, can't do that. I, I, there was a brief period when I was done with law school where people were like, yeah, I think you should, you, you'd be a good teacher. Like, you're good with kids. I was like, no, absolutely not. I, I want no part of that. I resp- I have the utmost respect for all the teachers out there because I couldn't do it. I'd, keep, I'd teach summer school. Texture says, uh, watching some of the video cast on Facebook, it only has the audio for Mike, and now I'm not sure if it's better or worse without being able to hear Trev. <laughs> <laughs> so so in, if you're watching on the stream, like when I talk, you just you're just sitting there quietly. I guess apparently. I did bring. <laughs> yeah. I, I did bring it up on my phone briefly and just saw you for a second ago while we were talking uh, here at the beginning of the segment. I did flip off the camera during a break once, just did just to make sure people were watching. <laughs> just just giving them a little treat. I mean, I, I should I not. T- I mean, I'm trying not to take it personal that we finally got cameras up on the on the days that I'm not there. Well, I did like somebody texted me. They're like, we have multi-cameras. We have like three different angles here, and we can't get one up in the actual studio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's coming next week. 
yeah, it's next week. It's happening. I, I did. I don't know if we were on during the break, uh, but if we were spilling some OVW beans over here, uh, there, was some, there was some secrets being tossed around. So if you Ooh, were, I want to know. Will you text me some inside info? I'll let you know. Yeah, All you right. may have gotten privy to some inside info. It pays to be a streamer of the Mike Rutherford show. The, the very first time we've ever done it. Yeah. Texture says, good to know Trevor is allowed to live next to a middle school. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Texture says, any thoughts on Jordan Bike? Look at the Plinko madness every time it happens, folks. Girl just wanted Plinko. Which place win? is going nuts. I think two tickets to Kentucky Kingdom. Nice. We're offering here. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, Texas, any thoughts on Jordan Pike? He's the D2 kid that truly just said that we've reached out to him. We talked a little bit about yeah. this. I think this text came in before that. But, yeah, uh, we are still looking for bodies, apparently. I mean, that does kind of – it says something that we're still out there looking to fill this last scholarship because last year Kenny Payne was very much on the, you know, we've got a couple available. We, we don't need to use them. We're not going to use them. A lot of coaches now won't fill all 13 scholarships just because you know, they don't want anybody to be unhappy. They don't want to, you know, They feel like the juice isn't worth the squeeze. But we are very clearly still out there active looking for somebody to complete this roster, which, you know, it's, again, I don't want to say it's overly concerning, but it's definitely not comforting. I'm not saying people bouncing a month before the season last year either. Well, it's, it's happening everywhere too. There, you, we may, there may be a great player in the portal in like two weeks. You just you never know. It's uh, so Travis didn't lie to us. <laughs> Travis didn't lie to us. Texture says, "How can a player be enrolled in the school but not required, uh, but miss the required eligibility for the NCA?" You're asking me questions that are above my pay grade. I don't know how the NCA operates. I don't know how this whole thing works. I mean, you know, you, you the NCA has its own academic requirements. You can be admitted to a school without an 18 on the ACT, but you can't play Division One athletics without an 18 on the ACT. At least that's the way that I know it used to be. So I'm assuming that they have their own academic requirements, uh, the same ones that kept him from being eligible at Memphis, uh, I believe, are the same ones that are keeping him from being eligible here. But it is a unique situation, and you know it's unique because you got 17 different stories every time you asked anybody about it for the last three months. Nobody's really known what's up with this kid, but he is enrolled at UofL. He, to my knowledge, as of right now, is not academically eligible. Louisville has, I know this for a fact, applied for an academic waiver for this season. And if he, if, if, if he does not have that waiver granted, I believe he will get an academic redshirt for this season and still have four years of collegiate eligibility remaining. Um, so he would be able to practice. He'd be able to be on the bench. He just would not be able to play uh, in games this season. Plinko Madness. I know, I'm listening. It's all happening. We need to shift the cameras away from me just to the Plinko board. Because that's all anybody wants right now. obsessed with that thing. You should have put a Plinko it's, board in your, in your house. What's hard? I mean, Plinko's great. Yeah, I agree. It's the best Price is Right game, without question. Are you going to push back? Yeah, yeah no, no. I, I'm, I'm going to have to think for a second. There's been so many. So I had to, like, dwell. Because I don't know, the first one that, like, popped in my debatable mind would be, like, the hole in one or two, maybe, but that's, that's what I was gonna do. I love every single time. Hole in one or, or two. two. Like that. That's the only thing. Like that initially, that popped in my mind. But yeah, I'm still going Plinko. Yeah, Plinko's the best. When Mary was um, getting ready to go on the prices right, I sent her this whole text about you know like what to do and how like you know if you miss the putt, don't be afraid. It's always hole in one or two. Yeah. Don't be shocked. Yeah. And I was like, start from the, 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 the almost the far right on Plinko. And she was like, ha, and I'm like, I'm not joking. I've been practicing for this moment my whole life. <laughs> if you make it on stage and embarrass the family, we're done. 
Uh, she, she got on stage. <laughs> she did. That's because she, one of her coworkers was he, called up he, right he though. He won the showcase show. Yeah, 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 that's right. yeah, yeah. You told me, yeah. Crushed it. Texter says, uh, a lot of people, I don't even know, I don't remember what you said at the beginning of the show where you said you would ask kids something. Oh, TJ I, texted I, and said Trevor would ask seven-year-olds if they were wearing underwear. No, but, no, but, I, I didn't say it like that. I would know when I would run the scoreboard. I would just mess. I would just make small talk with the kid, the subs before they went in. The kids, and yeah, like, are you prepared? Eat your Wheaties this morning. You don't clean underwear. You ready? You ready to be clutch? You gonna, TK, you sh- you probably shouldn't be asking a kid if their underwear is clean to make conversation. Yeah, well, I was just it was a different time. It was the nineties. <laughs> you were pretty much a kid yourself at this time. Oh yeah, I was only. You were you were probably eight. I was like fifteen or sixteen, maybe. Yeah, fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. I yeah, was, the last year I played, I was 14. It was eighth grade. I last played at 13, and then I just then I did the scoreboard for like three or four years there as well. Yeah. I, the, by the way, you tell this story. You told it a couple of times, and I think about it frequently because I, if I had the video of anything, I would love to have video of this. So you, you mentioned you played St. Matthews. Your first year, you guys won every game, won the championship, and the first time you lost a game, oh, I got a fight. Year, you got you got into a fight yeah. afterwards because you were so upset. With the Bulls. I would love the video of young Trevor just throwing fists after losing, and like the parents say, <laughs> like, "Hey, hey, hey!" <laughs> I don't remember. I I I wish I could remember the poor kid's name. I mean, give me an, like for like two years in a row, we and him got like in a couple scuffles. We we would. We, I was a little dirty on the court anyway. I had a Bill and Beer complex going, so like it was there was already some chippiness between us. And yeah, we my second year we as the Lakers we undefeated my first year eleven and zero, and like the next year we lost in the tur- in the turn in the playoffs, and that was our first loss to the Bulls. I want to say their best player's name was Aaron Geyser. I think he played baseball eventually at one point, but decent baseball him to Ballard. But uh, but that, yeah, the, the kid that you meet him used to get kind of. Uh, chippy with where we're doing the, the line he said something I don't even remember what he said and I just turned around and me mugged him in the back of the head and we had to be separated and I was, I was a sore loser man I was pissed I was like this is my first time like I don't want to lose <laughs> how old are you at this point like nine oh, I was eight and nine because the league why, started I need that video the league started I mean and he was I mean I'm a big nine year old but I remember him being a decent sized kid too so one of the best ones was one of the kids on the team that got that got kind of in the mix with it. He he ended up being a walk on at UK. His uh, his dad his uh, his family had some ties. I don't I won't say it on the air. I'll tell you off the air. I'll, you because you probably know his dad was very uh, influential over St. Matthew's baseball. Okay, and, uh, and, and was uh, and worked with and actually in the JCPS school system as well. But his son was a was a, ended up being a pretty big kid. Like at that point, it would have been a fair fight. Two years later, he probably would have just destroyed me. Because he ended up getting pretty I'm buff. I'm curious who it is now. now I thought I knew for a second, but now you have to tell me off air. I'll tell you off the air. Texas, what would Trevor have asked those kids? <laughs> all everybody wants to know. I mean, I could have just, I mean, again, you're not that much. I was like, hey, how you doing on Mario over there? You, you play a little Tecmo? I mean, you ready to go out there and hit some threes? You going to dunk it? I mean, I just, just asked kids questions. They had fun. They loved it. They were like, hey, the scorekeeper's talking to me. Texas, could Trevor finish the ACT and head straight to open basketball tryouts? What a day. He could ride a horse to dinner. <laughs> if, if Kenny Payton opened up open tryouts for a spot, oh God. would you go with me? No. Why not? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, first of oh, all. Oh, come on. You I, mean, <laughs> I think people would know. The <laughs> I, I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I think we'd get turned down. 
Well, I don't think we're making the team, and if we are, God help us. But, I mean, not well, us. No, I'm not saying, I don't think they would let us try out, Trevor. Why not? That's discriminant. That's, 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 no, I'm taking that to, I'm taking that to the X. Okay, we'll I'm try. getting the people yeah. on my side on that one. That's, sure. that's, that's not cool. Jason, the radio was loud and clear the whole time during the interview. Trevor was lying. No, it was not. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that was just the the one mic wasn't working. It's fine. Yeah. Says, does Cash have any eligibility left? Could he play point? <laughs> He's like 6'4", I think. He, he might be a guard size. He's big, we can use him. We're positionless yeah. basketball. We don't even need guards. He can play whatever. Texture says... Um, He's from here. We forgot to ask him when he went to high school. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Texas, listen to the podcast. I heard you say recognizing Jenna's voice was creepy. Listen, she had helped us adopt our... Oh, this is the person who recognized Jenna's voice. Oh, really? Listen, she'd helped us adopt our dog for an hour, and I just thought her voice sounded familiar. Once she said her name at the end, I could place it. As much as I listened to the show, I could recognize Trevor's wheeze laugh three aisles down in the grocery store. <laughs> well, it's luckily you'll text. never find me in a grocery store, probably, so... That's um, a fantastic. Jen is like adopting dogs now? What? Apparently. That's cool. I guess. Yeah. Jen's found love, I think, too. She has? Oh, good for her. Yeah. But he's got to be a Blackhawks fan. Got to be. Yeah, he's got to be her. Yeah. <laughs> Text says, is it just me or does Cash sound like Steve Rummage? Uh, <laughs> doesn't look like Steve Rummage. No. Um, <laughs> They're both big guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess I didn't hear it. I'd have to listen to it. I had to listen to Steve Moore, I guess, but yeah. The Rummage is a big wrestling guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Texas says we can end the, the segment with this. What's the best free concert you've been to at the fair or not at the fair? Oh, man. Foreigner? That was the one. Well, actually, that was the worst because that one pissed me off. So I made me mad. Sorry. I should watch my mouth there. Because uh, <laughs> it took me two hours to get to the fair because of traffic because of the Foreigner concert. And I spent most of the time on the expressway sitting next to a guy in, like, a, like a beat-up, like, Ford Nova, like, in a tank top listening to Jukebox Hero over and over on loop. Uh, <laughs> it's a nightmare. I was so mad. I just wanted to, I guess. Um, that or um, uh, probably it was free to me, but uh, when I saw Days of the New, because I knew and the Smithereens were with them, I think, at that concert. But just seeing the Days of the New, because I knew, I knew some of the members, it was always fun to see. I don't think I've ever been to a fair concert, which is shocking. I know one time I was going to go as a kid, and something happened, and we ended up not going. But the best free concert I've ever been to, uh, hands down, O-Town, Kings Island, summer of t- 2001, I think. <laughs> we went to Kings Island. We had no idea O-Town was going to be there. We wandered over. We belted out uh, all or nothing. It was fantastic. It was great. I don't know their song. I remember the name of the band, but I can't tell you what they play. I probably know the song, but I just didn't know who it was by, I'm sure. A lot of people are agreeing, saying Cash does sound like Steve Rummage. So that's, uh, that's okay, well done. Well good. Cash wants in the ring with Matt Now, does Jones, Cash though. sound like Rummage or does Rummage sound like Cash? They sound like each other. They both do. They both do. All right. <laughs> so, the last Texas came in. It's cracked me up. What was that? It's Pulled up the stream. You, just re- you truly realize how much Trevor talks when you realize... When you're watching Mike just sitting in silence while he does. That's good. That's a great time. That was good. <laughs> All right, we'll take our last break. Again, short show today. We're off the air getting ready for high school football Friday. The first one of the year. We're excited about it. Uh, so if you want text in the next 25 minutes or so, get them in now at 502-414-1450. have a couple other little tidbits to get to after the break. We'll make some predictions for the weekend ahead. Uh, we'll talk a little also Trevor's uh, Eagles last night. 
Should have gone down to the Browns. We'll get his thoughts on the first preseason game. All that coming your way after this. The Mike Rutherford Show live from the Kentucky State Fair here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. and also streaming on the Big X Sports Facebook page. If you want to check it out, yeah. feel free to do so. You could just see me now and not hear Trevor, which is fine. Um, we, we had the official, we're, we're talking about being two weeks away from the start of the UofL football season. We had the official, official start of the 2023-24 Cardinal Athletic season last night. The UofL women's soccer team took on Indiana, oh my gosh, Indiana State out there at Lynn Stadium. Played to a 0-0 draw, which means we're still undefeated in 2023-24. UofL Athletics, no losses whatsoever. Let's try to keep this going for the next nine months. I think we can make it happen. But TK, also last night, your Philadelphia Eagles in preseason action against the Browns. Did you wind up making a bet? I know you talked about it. I, I, I did not make a bet, so I did not. What were your thoughts? I mean, you should have lost. Browns had several field goals to win it. The dude just shanked, what, three field goals at the end? Yeah, I I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of the end of the game because I was watching on my phone while doing the bats, and then my phone started dying during the third quarter. But, um, I mean, it's – I'm I'm not trying to get too high because we we did not look good in preseason last year, and this was our second game this year. We didn't look great against Baltimore either, but the one positive I did take from it was even in the middle of the second half, early second half, Late first quarter, second quarter, we've got our third string defense in there, and it just reminded me how deep our defense is going to be this year. I'm not like saying, well, bring on injuries because I definitely don't want that, but the Eagles' defensive line in front seven is just going to be, oh, it's, it's going to be such a great year of football for Trevor. This is, I mean, this is, I mean, between Brom and this is beautiful. I cannot wait for football. When's the last time you were this confident about an Eagles team? Now, last year they ended up being great. But like, oh, it was you, not, no, I mean, yeah. You, you weren't that – I picked them to win the division. You didn't pick them to win the division last year. You're very confident about them now. Understandably so, you should be. When's the last time you went into a season feeling this good about Philadelphia? Oh, you, you could guess 17, but that's not true because I was very – there's a lot of question marks going to that Super Bowl team. Um, it had to be 04, the, the Terrell Owens year. That's uh, we just signed. I mean, we just lost in three straight NFC title games, and uh, we we just signed Terrell. Well, we didn't sign him. There was some some funkiness. We had him having to give up a decent defensive lineman to get him, but um, but nonetheless, Terrell Owens had so 04 probably. Yeah, I had my. I still. I think I have it still at the house somewhere. My Jacksonville or bus T-shirt, you know, for the Super Bowl that year, and that was the 13. That last year's team actually broke that team's record for most wins by an Eagle franchise with 14. That was a 13 really? and three team. Yeah. Last year's team won 14 games. It's been a long time. So that's, oh, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, that's to be that cocky going into a season. Yeah, it had to have been probably probably 04 with the Rollins year. 
Uh, speaking of preseason football, there was a story by Mike Rice of uh, Mike Reese uh, of ESPN today, focused on what everybody's talking about when it comes to the New England Patriots, which is Malik Cunningham, who was the star of the show for the Patriots in their first preseason game. Now everybody is talking about can this be a guy that plays both quarterback and wide receiver for the Patriots this season. He got 10 snaps at wide receiver uh, for the Patriots in the first preseason game, was not targeted. Then he gets in and plays quarterback, completes three or four passes, rushes five times for 34 yards, should have completed all four of his passes. Uh, Trey Nixon dropped a 21-yard, which should have been a 21-yard touchdown. And the story in ESPN, it quotes a lot of Patriots players talking about how they're excited about having a guy who could potentially play this Taysom Hill role for the Patriots. Kendrick Bourne said, it's awesome to see he can bring another element of the game to us. Matthew Slater said, I don't know a lot of quarterbacks that are covering down on punts. You have to respect the kid's approach and attitude. And then Miles Bryant said, "It's a, I think it's a very unique thing for him to be able to play quarterback and then go out to receiver. He has an understanding of what the offense wants as a whole. I'm excited to see what he ends up doing. And now this, you know, Cunningham may get more run as a quarterback for this Sunday's second preseason game. Um, you, you've got Juju Smith-Schuster saying that dude's electric. When the football's in his hands as a quarterback, he's a very dangerous player. Uh, you had another quote from somebody saying, when, when you think of Louisville quarterbacks, you think of Lamar Jackson. He showed me how he compared some of his stats to Lamar, and I was like, wow, Malik is the real deal, even when it comes to playing wide out. I mean, I, I know that we... We all were up and down on Malik when he was here as a quarterback. We all, you know, the highs and the lows, maybe not winning enough. It's still fun to see him go to the Patriots, and we don't know how this is going to play out. But for now, at least, get this type of national attention for how much of a, a you know, athletic freak that he is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, I mean, I, I, evolved, I mean, I was as hard on him as maybe anybody, I think. You hate Malik. Of, I hate Malik. You hate Malik. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of Mikhail, but Malik I didn't mind. Uh, was better. <laughs> was great when he was I can't remember which one was which now, yeah. I can damn confused. But, uh, I, I, yeah, but instead, yeah, regardless whether how hard I was on him or how the ulcers I may have suffered because of his tenure here at Louisville, I'm still going to, yeah, you're right, I'm going to root for him. I mean, even as he's a Patriot, I mean, he could be a damn cowboy, and I'm still at least going to root for him individually, you know, to have a, to, to play well and them still lose. But, yeah, I hope to see him do good there. I don't. I mean, doing it well in preseason, and if you watch, I mean, I, the stats kind of stick out, but, I mean, it also came, with, you know, at the, at the end of the game. Sure. So there, there is a grain to take it with a grain of salt, but I'd like to still see him make the roster and get kind of, yeah, if anything, get that Taysom Hill, you know, uh, Cordell Stewart kind of uh, approach to the, the game. It's just fun that we're becoming more and more synonymous with really exciting players. Like, you know, it's never a bad thing to be linked to a guy like Lamar Jackson and now a guy like Malik Cunningham, who even if he doesn't wind up being, uh, you know, an all-pro quarterback, is known for being somebody that people just want to see. Yeah. It feels like we're kind of stepping up, and more and more of these guys are coming from Louisville, and that's strong attention, and that's a, a good thing for the program. I know, I know this is not what he'd want to hear, or want to hear. And, and by the way, Taysom Hill is a little bit hard to compare to because Taysom's like six two two ten. You know, where, where he can He's take bigger. he can take those hits, yeah. Uh, but for Cunningham, you know, if this doesn't work out, and he doesn't make. If anything, the exposure he's getting and the way he's played in the preseason, I, I get he probably don't want to hear this, but probably helps guarantee. I'm, I'm gonna say guarantee him, but gives him a pretty good put in the door to going into like an XFL season next year, or you know another U, uh, USFL season next year, or, or something along those lines, and getting some more playing time and exposure at the quarterback because nothing can, bad can come from 
him getting professional exposure at the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing about Malik was always the fact that the Patriots signed him to a undrafted free agent contract that guaranteed him $200,000, which is more than a lot of people getting guaranteed money when they're taken in the seventh round. So it was very clear that they didn't want anybody else to get him. They had plans for him. Belichick thinks that he can utilize him, and now you're seeing a little bit. So I am curious, you know, preseason football, I always take it for what it is, which isn't much. But when it comes to stuff like this, guys that are, you know, on the back end of rosters trying to make teams to see how we're going to, you know, maybe be utilized, like this is where the intrigue comes in for me. I want to see what he's able to do uh, on on Sunday when the Patriots second game. I, I am just realizing now we've got like ten minutes left of the show. We got to give away some racing Louisville tickets for Saturday's game. For the next person that plays Plinko. Well, no, we're not doing that. It's going to be a listener. Uh, it's Phil the Fam night out there at Racing Louisville. Yeah. They want to, you know, they're playing Angel City. They want the biggest crowd in the history of Racing Louisville. If you don't win these free tickets, by the way, uh, you can get a Card Chronicle discount, uh, 15% off. I posted the link on Twitter and on the website today in the news and notes post. So let's, uh, let's think of, I'm trying to think of how, what, what question we should possibly ask. What's been on the, the we've had we've had wrestling today, we've had Laurel Johnson today, we've had talking football, talking preseason, talking Malik. All right, how about this? It's the first Kentucky High School football Friday night tonight. It is. The first person to correctly text in at 502-414-1450. Last year's 6A state champion. You're going to win the free tickets to tomorrow's Racing Louisville no, match. I don't remember. <laughs> it was it, it was out there. It was it was you know it was on. There we go. Oh, we already got it. Boom, I remember done. it's right because they not they upset. Yeah, it was an upset. Bullet yeah. East. Yeah. Bullet East. So you kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Had the fantastic year. Uh, they beat Manuel in the second round after our boy Trey Ryan well, threw the, off uh, the double pass. The state title, wasn't it? They they knocked off Mail in the state title. Mail got there via a miracle because Ballard fumbled when they were trying to kneel uh, down. Yeah. The oh, they went and then they went for the trick play. Yeah. It said, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I almost completely forgot. But it was a fun playoff last year. You're right. It was. It was a wild season trying <laughs> to get beat in the quarterfinals. Hey, can we at least give the Pele guy a shirt someday? <laughs> always well, the Pele guy actually won a few. Oh, a did few, he? Okay, never mind. Or one of the people that types in okay. Pele, like he got the right answer later, and he ended All up right, winning. never mind. Okay. I was trying to help you out, Pele, buddy. I was, but, you know. Yeah. Well, so we'll, we'll hook that up. There we go. If you got other texts to get in, 502-414-1450. I will say this uh, about, the, to make that about with Cunningham and the preseason stuff. For those that want to just dismiss it like kind of I do, let's not forget. I, I remember sitting with uh, with with um, your boy Haskins at, at a remote, and he's a big Cowboy fan, and him him talking about Dak Prescott looking so good in that first preseason game. I'm like, ah, it's a preseason game, buddy. Come on. Can't take too much into it. Well, I mean, sometimes you can. Sometimes you can. There's I'm no not saying that's what Cunningham will do. I'm just saying. Mac Jones sucks, so. <laughs> we got shirts. Cash has shirts over here. Look at that. It's beautiful. Louisville Gardens Tuesday Night Wrestling. That's fantastic. I want a cash flow it. shirt. You want, you want a cash flow shirt? We can get you one, Trevor. We'll yeah. make that happen. It's awesome. It's all happening out here at the Kentucky State Fair. All right, we got our winner for tomorrow's tickets lined up. We're good to go. Awesome. Uh, we'll, we'll get that hooked up. We'll get time yeah. out there tomorrow. Yeah, it's I got, I'll be out at Ryan Miles' house tomorrow night. Is it your draft night? Yeah, oh yeah, one of your fifty-five drafts. Oh, this is the, the, tomorrow is like the beginning of like two weeks of just awesomeness and, and football, just overload for me. I've got I think five drafts in the next two weeks. Uh, we've got football season starting. This is gonna, this is going to be awesome. And tomorrow, yeah, it's uh, tomorrow is when I try to I try to you know kind of 
getting to Ryan's basement and hoping that realizes I'm never going to leave. And you also, I mean, you you have like you've had ongoing drafts for the last like two months as well. These drafts that you're doing, you, you, like I'm on the clock at one o'clock in the afternoon. Well, on the, a yeah, the, those are thankfully done. Um, uh, our boy Fit Finley is actually putting. I, I joined a new draft this year with him and his group. Uh, I, we'll have that draft next Monday, so I'm looking forward to that online and beating him again, like I beat him in the title game. Um, so yeah, it's it's. Uh, hey, when's your when's yours? By the way, that you we always do ours like the last week before, so it's like September or whatever, like the, the week of the first game, just to try to avoid the possibility of drafting guys that get hurt. No, we like to we like to not to avoid that because then we can make fun of the ones who did it. It's, it used to be part of the I mean, back in the day when we first started, like when we were in college. I feel like because everyone went to different colleges, we were going across the country in like August. So we would do the draft sometimes in like late June. And then it's like, oh my God, my guy's out for the year. And then we found out in early August. You always, uh, it was Russian roulette back in the day. Well, it was, always, it was always easier to draft a guy that you didn't know was injured before the days of smartphones back in my, uh, I started, my first fantasy football draft was in 97. So, I mean, I've been doing this way too long, I think. <laughs> God, that is insane. Uh, 502 414 we got, what, like six minutes here? We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Ten minutes, maybe. Texas says, are these the infamous YouTube cameras? Why can't we have them in the studio? <laughs> Got to figure that out. <laughs> really? <laughs> if they're there, we know we can do it. Why can't we? I mean, come on. Is it, is it a Jeff thing? I mean. <laughs> I guess. Texas says, Plinko or Mountain Climber are the best games. I, people love Mountain Climber. I'm not the biggest fan. I think Mountain Climber is kind of overrated. I think so, too. And I, think right it's, I think it's only because of the yodeling, though. Like if, it, if it wasn't for the yodeling guy, Mountain Climber wouldn't get the love it gets, I don't think. We're in sync on our favorite Price is Right games. Yeah. And we're, all, we're on the same page here. Texas says, did you see that uh, Diane Russini is leaving ESPN for The Athletic? I'm not understanding the logic of leaving one failing media organization to go to another failing one. Oh, I mean, yeah. aren't all media organizations kind I of was thinking right the now? same thing. <laughs> Don't take my joke. <laughs> There's nobody like I mean, because back in the day it was everybody's cutting costs except for the athletic. They're hiring everybody, and now the athletic has been hemorrhaging riders. ESPN has has been cutting costs. It seems like yeah, there's there's nobody who's just no big sports media company that's just buying unless it's one of the gambling sites. Now kick DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever. Yeah, the, the, that's it. These these gambling apps, which by the way, we've got now just a couple of weeks left until Kentucky, you're allowed to legally gamble on sports oh, in this good state. Lord. It's all going to happen. I, I, Attach it right to talk, my bank account. People were talking about this today because I guess like Governor Bashir or somebody's going to make the the honorary first bet in Kentucky, and if he was able to do it a week before they're actually legalizing this, it'd be perfect because you've got Kentucky's playing Ball State, Louisville's playing Georgia Tech, West Kentucky's playing some FCS opponent, Murray and more. Like none of the Kentucky schools are playing each other, but if you want to do it for week two. You're going to have to bet against if you, if you want to like bet Louisville to beat Murray State. Well, it's kind of a shot at Murray State. So like he's he, the diplomatic thing. You'd rather be able to place that bet for week one. You know they need to go ahead and bump that up a week so we can start getting these bets in. Uh, before, you know when college football is kicking into high gear. I think you can make bets in person, but as far as like being able to bet on your phone, that's not going to start until a week later. Yeah, there's a, that's I think yeah that's that's a lot of the states do it. I think because that's how like Ohio and I think Illinois were for a while. You could bet like you could only bet in casinos. You couldn't actually bet like mobily. That's the mobile. The mobile gambling is usually the, the last thing added. 
Texas says, what's the right answer to when your wife asks which outfit to wear? Uh, I mean, any, just be honest. Any, yeah, just, just, yeah, any, anything you want to wear, you honey, you look, you look great in everything. See, but I get crap when I do that. Like, she's like, no, really tell me. And I'm like, eh, I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. I mean, I it's not, I mean you, you can, but that's not as bad as, like, you know, the, 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 does this make me look fat question. I mean, you know. Right, well, that's an obvious Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean. You, you can you can avoid a fight by picking one or two outfits usually. Just kind of get a feel where you think she's leaning. Because almost all, always when they're asked that question, she knows what she wants to wear. She just wants you to kind of secretly confirm it for her. We get, but I never know. I always say the wrong thing. Well, that's why you got you got to watch the eyes, see what kind of she's leaning. There's there, there tells, I'm sure. I'm just I'm being honest. I'm going to let you know. <laughs> Yeah. Texas, besides the obvious favorites of Plinko and Hole-in-One or Two, there's so many good games. My favorites would be Clock Game, Grocery Game, Yodeling Cliffhanger, and Pathfinder. I like Grocery Game. Yeah, Grocery Game I like. I'm trying to remember Pathfinder. Some of the games, I'm, I'm, I don't remember the names of them as well, but I can picture what they are. And again, I haven't watched in like 10 years. Since What's... Parker left, I was done. Oh, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm I with you. And now it's just, I told you, I'm not going to get in a massage, but... I don't. I don't need. I, we don't need males out there doing the the, the, the prizes. Get them out of there. <laughs> we, we made it to the last three minutes of the week before Trevor said something that could possibly be. I don't want to see some Abercrombie wannabe out there. Just dude, come on, get Josh off there and put Janice back. <laughs> uh, Texas says I was a huge fan of this rapper growing up. I always wanted to see him when I was young. Knew all his songs. But like Trev, I was very much in the lower tax bracket. Never got to go on vacations and have cool stuff. So when I saw this guy was playing a free concert at the Kentucky State Fair, there was no way I wasn't going. Seeing MC Hammer was a bucket list item for me. He was so big when we were kids. He had his own Saturday morning cartoon, for Christ's sake. But, man, he was awesome. He still had it, guys. Dance moves were on point. Vocals were awesome. I know other texters would agree. That's That's, That's, That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't remember MC Hammer ever doing a free concert there. Well, apparently he did. Yeah, he did. And yeah. he was great. His vocals were on point. Texas, the best games on The Price is Right are any games that put Diane in a bikini. Damn, I'm old. <laughs> what I was the one where you still doing it. What was the one where like, you punched the, 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 the things to pull the card out of? to get the, Wasn't it just punch out? Was that punch out? Okay. That and where you're, you were trying to put the three pieces of the card together to win it. That was another one that was kind of cool, I remember. That one was kind of cool. Yeah. I, I just don't, see, I'm bad with the names. This is the only thing. Yeah. And like you, it's uh, been a long... Long time yeah. since I watched Prices Right, so. All right, now we do have we, we have to talk about this. So we've got the it's the Big X baseball series this weekend. The Reds are hosting the Blue yeah, Jays. Big one. Three is. games, big. I mean, and legitimately big games for for both teams. Blue Jays thick in the, in the thick of the playoff race in the AL. Yep. The Reds now are two games back in the Central and are currently in a three-way tie for the last wild card spot. So both teams need this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mary and I are going up there tomorrow. I'll be at the game. On Saturday, I wish I could. Go. I know you wanted me to be there. I know I would love married. for you to be there. I know y'all were both almost like literally to the point of begging. But I told you I had my fancy draft. I'm sorry. I just please forgive me. I know not what I do. Please forgive we, me. We went to the hotel. And we made sure we had an extra like pullout mattress. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's sweet. Because last time y'all made me sleep on the floor. Yeah, it's actually a dog bed. It's one of those big, just like dog beds. I love it. I'll be fine with I it. I saw a Facebook ad for a human-sized dog bed the other day. I, I, that's a brilliant idea. I, exactly. Dog beds seem very comfortable. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm going to see it a lot more because I did click on it. So I'm sure, I'll, I'm sure I'll get another link to it eventually at some point. 
<laughs> How are you feeling about this series with the Jays? Jay, I mean, the Reds have been down. The Jays have yeah, been a little man. bit uh, up and down recently as well. So these, one of these two teams is going to gain some momentum out of this weekend, and one of us is going to be very sad when we come in on Monday and feeling not great about our team's uh, chances during these last 40 games or so. Um, I'm not feeling a sweep, but I'm feeling a win series for Toronto. So much so that we've got a few minutes left. What is on the line here? What are we bet? We've got to put something on the line for the series, right? I don't want to because I'm with you. I think the I think the Jays are going to win two out of three, but I think the, I think they're I think we're going to win the game that I go to tomorrow, and then I don't know how to feel about Hunter Green on Sunday. Tonight I don't have much hope with Kennedy on the mound, but I think we're going to lose tonight, win tomorrow, lose Sunday. Yeah, we've got but, well, we've got Burials on the on the mound. Who knows? He's sometimes he looks awesome. Sometimes he looks. Totally we have Hunter Green hasn't yeah. pitched in three months, so yeah. we look good against the mobile. I don't know. What can, what can we wager? We haven't even thought about this. I we mean, gotta get out of here too. I guess. I mean, I would assume I. If I win, you have to. I can pick a movie off your list to watch. Is I assume is, is that is that okay on your stand on your side? I don't even have a list for you. Well, but but that's what if I win, that's what you have to do. But if you win, what do I have to do? What do you want from me? Eat a salad next week. Well, I thought that was already going to happen, but it is. But, but we need to expedite the process. We'll uh, figure it out. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it. I'll let, I'll, you know what? I'm so confident. I'll let you. I'll, I'll let it be a mystery. Okay. If the case. Reds win this series, you better make sure to tune in Monday and find out what Rutherford's <laughs> going to make me do. All right, we, we're going to get out of here. We have uh, high school football coming your way later tonight on all of our uh, family of networks. Sex, Floyd Central, Trinity Owensboro, Silver Creek versus somebody. That's Justin Caitlin's game. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you on Monday at 3 o'clock, and we'll be talking, hopefully, a Reds victory. Go Cards. Go Reds. Oh, Canada. Get out of here, Blue Jays. Hey,